0: Good morning, everybody. I got a little announcement here. That, uh, I've been kind of wondering how I'm going to say this for a while. So some of you may have thought something might be in the works. So i just like to reflect a little bit on a few things here and uh, make the announcement if I can get through this. You know, my first day here at WBCK was on my 31st birthday. A guy named Bill Ashford hired me. Now, I'd been doing news for a year on WELLFM and Marshall. And Ashford told me they wanted a woman, but when that fell through, they decided to give me the job because he didn't have time to mess with it. (laughs) Uh, He said, we're involved in a big project right now. We're going to flip the format on Magic 95, and we're going to make it a top 40 station called B95, and I just need you to hit the ground running on WBCK while I do that. So Ashford, a witty seasoned radio vagabond, had dragged his family from town to town like most people in radio. Now, I loved radio, but not that vagabond part. I hope that working for a community-based information station like WBCK might just allow me to work a few years in the same spot. So what a birthday that was, September twenty-third, 1989. That day I realized that it was actually possible for somebody to find their dream job. I couldn't believe my great fortune to be working for a great station like WBCK alongside great broadcasters like Dave Eddy and Tom McHale. And it didn't take long to realize what a great and loyal listening audience I'd inherited. Ashford told me, just play the songs, read the weather, news, and sports, and call people up and do a couple of interviews every hour. This talk radio format is about to take off, and it's time to start moving in that direction, he said. Well... I loved it. I came in at 9 in the morning. I hit the airwaves from 10 to 3. I had a full-time 9 to 5 job in radio, working for a great station in a great community, and I realized the scope of it right away. I was hosting ad radio, which at the time was every day. A guy called up, said he desperately needed tickets to the NASCAR race at Michigan International Speedway. He'd promised to take his grandson, but the tickets were lost. Well, a few minutes later, State Representative Don Gilmer called. He'd been listening to the station, and he was able to pull a couple of strings and get tickets for the guy. And that's when I realized that WBCK was a lot more than just playing songs and reading the weather. 1989, the studio here where we're sitting right now, it had no windows. It had wall-to-wall racks of songs on cart tapes, which were similar to the old 8-track tapes. We played a dozen songs every hour or more. These were songs from the late 50s all the way up through 1989 at the time. There were no computers. The newswire printer was perpetually ticking away in the newsroom. And we had an announcer on duty 24-7. If there was breaking news, the NBC News alert box next to the control board went off in the studio. And then we went on the air with whatever news that was. We were there for every weather situation live. A couple of years later, WBCK added the Rush Limbaugh show and shifted to the talk format, and soon I had program director and operations manager duties added. And in 1996, the government deregulated the radio industry, TV2, and eliminated caps on the number of stations a company could own. And we suddenly found ourselves owned by Clear Channel, the largest radio broadcaster. In those days, Clear Channel was a great company. They gave local stations the equipment and people necessary. And as long as uh, ratings and sales were okay, they never interfered with local stations. And just when everything's going great, everything changes, right? 2008, two big changes. One, Cumulus Broadcasting bought the Battle Creek stations. And in those days, they were just not a good company. They're better now. But they started cutting staff, they paid terrible wages, forced horrible corporate programs like Geraldo Rivera on stations, and they rarely spent a dime on equipment. And the other big change, 2008, the iPhone came on the market. Be careful what you wish for. In 2008, I had a Palm Pilot in a holster on one hip, and I had a Nextel I-90 clipped to my belt on the other hip, I looked like some ridiculous nerd gunslinger, and I said many times, why can't they just invent one thing to do all of this? Well, they did, and uh, that's completely changed everything in our world, including radio and, in fact, all media. Townsquare Media bought the Battle Creek stations a few years ago and rescued us from Cumulus, and they are truly committed to doing local radio, and they are pretty good people. But radio these days means a lot more than just radio. It's multimedia now. Thanks, iPhone. We're on the air, on the Internet, on social media, writing for the Internet, taking pictures for the Internet, answering two to 300 emails a day, texts every day, Zoom meetings constantly, and we still have to do all those radio things that we used to do. And in between all of those other uh, media sources competing for advertising dollars and loss of revenue during the pandemic, and it's become just about impossible for stations to find a way to adequately staff for all the things they have to do. And for me, the job has become all consuming and not very healthy. In 2008, we had more than 50 people working here at 390 Golden Avenue, but with the cuts. And jobs consolidated and outsourced to other markets. We're down to just five people. And it's pretty much true of all media these days. Battle Creek's TV station has been gone for years. How many people used to work at the Battle Creek Enquirer? I asked Michael McCullough that question a few minutes ago. He said ah, a couple hundred or more. And they're down to five or six. Here at WBCK we had an estate sale and the building is now up for sale. The station will be moving any day. Hopefully, they'll finish a satellite studio in downtown Battle Creek soon. Town Square has already rented space at the Battle Creek Tower. Here's another thing, too. There's some pretty nasty people on the far left and far right these days. And we're such a polarized society right now. We're rapidly losing civility. And I find myself wondering why I want to be sitting in the middle of that every day. And we're getting to the point where people no longer seem to value or understand the importance of freedom of speech. Former talk show host Neil Bortz used to say, quote, You were not born with any right not to be offended, and I'm here to recognize that you don't have that right. Well, sadly, a lot of Americans don't see it that way anymore. It feels like uh, all reason has been abandoned. And, well, I'm tired of worrying every day that I'm going to make a mistake, say the wrong thing be crucified by cancel culture. Believe me, none of us make enough money in media for that. So after thinking about it for quite a while, it's time for me to step aside and see what else is out there. Lacey and Brad will be here and WBCK will soon be announcing another member of the morning team. And it's somebody you'll know, somebody that I believe is going to be great and it's still going to be the local station you know and love. And I've had the great fortune to work with hundreds of great people here at WBCK in my 32 years. I've thought of many of you the past few weeks. I won't miss all the emails, corporate reports, Zoom meetings, and social media. I won't miss getting up at 3.30 in the morning and being on 24-hour call, but I will miss you. Thanks for letting me be part of your day these many years. It's truly been a privilege.